0: Do you ever feel frustrated with yourself that despite your best intentions, work still bleeds into your personal life more than you'd like it to? It can eat up time that you'd rather be spending with your family and friends, or even with yourself can keep you from exercising, resting, reading that book that's been sitting on your nightstand for weeks, or doing any of the number of other things that you know would really help you to fill your cup. Boundaries are a big deal. And not having them or not having enough of them can lead to overwhelm and resentment at best and burnout at worst. And today we're talking about two essential boundaries that every woman needs in her business, as well as the corresponding internal ones that are needed to make sure that those boundaries don't just end up getting trampled over. Welcome to Herself, a space for women to have deep conversations about the intersection between spiritual entrepreneurship and fulfilling your potential, so you can become the woman you truly are in every area of your life. After being in business for over two decades, I've learned, as you likely have too, that as you grow your business, your business grows you in unexpected, often challenging, yet miraculous ways. Here, we'll talk about how to get out of your own way so you can grow a business that's abundant and sustainable while allowing you to be a force for good in the world. I'll give you simple, actionable strategies as well as wisdom and inspiration to help you root into your wholeness, lead from your values, and work in ways that feel deeply aligned so you can bring your true self into the world through your business and in every area of your life. These final weeks of the year are really potent ones for us to not only identify our intentions for the coming year, but also to get really honest about the parts within ourselves that are likely to hinder our fulfillment of them, the parts of us that habitually get in our own way. And ideally, we want to have a realis- realistic plan for working with those parts of ourselves skillfully and compassionately. A huge component of the successful fulfillment of any intention is the successful creation and enforcement of boundaries. And boundaries are something that we talk a lot about, that we hear a lot about, yet still one of the biggest struggles I continue to hear from the women that I work with centers around having poor boundaries. Or let me say that again, not necessarily that it's not necessarily that we don't have boundaries. It's that we are then trampling over our own boundaries. So there's clearly a disconnect here. We know how important boundaries are, and yet we have a hard time having them. And that is because certain parts within us are working against those boundaries. So parts of us are setting the boundaries, and then parts of us are overriding those boundaries. And what happens then is we just end up spinning our wheels, feeling frustrated with ourselves, losing trust in ourselves. So first, let's talk about what a boundary is. The definition of boundary is a line that marks the limits of an area. Another way of saying that is it's a a boundary is a dividing line. When it comes to ourselves, a boundary marks where we end and where someone else or something else begins. Within our businesses, boundaries can divide ways that we operate and behave in the world of our business and ways that we don't. So when we don't have boundaries, the lines get blurred between who we are and who others are, and they get blurred between what's okay and what's not okay. What results, when we don't have clear boundaries that are consistently enforced, is confusion, resentment, inauthenticity, manipulation that's either overt or covert, and exhaustion. When we do have boundaries, there's a sense of clarity, safety, integrity, and conscious collaboration. There's also a sense of commitment. Today, I want to talk about both of these categories of boundaries, boundaries with ourselves or for ourselves and boundaries within our businesses, because we need both. And I'm highlighting two broader categories of boundaries. And within these, there can be a number of other smaller sub boundaries, you could say. Now, another thing I want to share at the start is a reminder of one of my favorite phrases. And those of you who have studied with me for some time, they'll sound familiar. And it's a good thing to remember as we're crossing the threshold into a new year easy choices, hard life hard choices, easy life. What this is saying is that when we take the easy road in the short term, by letting things just be lax, letting them slide, not being clear and setting up the right protocols and systems, not taking time to do what's needed to have a clear boundary, in the long run, that makes things harder, more difficult. Conversely, when we take the harder road at the start, we do the heavy lifting initially, like setting up the practices to support us with having boundaries or creating clearer client policies. That then makes things easier and more streamlined as you go. So personally, I'd rather have the latter. I'd rather do the work up front to have less work down the line rather than doing little work up front and having continual hard work along the path. I have experienced a negative fallout when I haven't when I haven't done the heavy lifting up front. And I've also supported women in picking up the pieces when they've done that as well, whether that's walking the long road of healing from adrenal fatigue or needing to restructure how one does everything from the ground up. So let's explore the first boundary that every woman needs in her business. Boundary number one is take time for yourself at the start of your workday. I have long been an advocate for this. And I want to emphasize we don't need hours upon hours to do this. You don't even need an hour. Although, if you have that, that's great. This is not in all. Or nothing boundary. Even a little bit goes a long way. And I always say baby steps are powerful. So while your teacup is half full and before it's overflowing, so this is when you wake up in the morning and before you've tended to others, before you've let the world in through your text messages, through your social media, through your email, you want to tend to yourself. And ideally, you want to have some sort of a spiritual practice that includes tending to your physical body, your mental body, your emotional body, and your soul or your highest self. This is a time to also connect with the sacred and to connect with your various parts to see who within you needs what that day and how you can best give that to them. And then, based upon this, you're going to have information about how to proceed through the rest of your day. And you're much less likely to then step into your work day letting an inner critic run the show or letting a five year old self who's really scared and anxious run the show. This time at the start of the day is also a time to connect with the soul of your business. So, each of our businesses has an essence in the energetic realm, just like we do, just like our highest self or our soul is who we are at the energetic realm. We want to connect at that level of soul or energy to then, but before we then move into kind of the physical elements of the day and enacting things like creating programs or working with clients, we want to start in that that deeper internal realm. And what also helps us to do that, to, what also helps us to do that, and what I also advocate doing as part of your morning practice is an energy hygiene practice. And this is something I teach in depth in my program, Becoming You. We want to really clear out other people's energies that is in our field, and we want to fill up our field with our own energy, our own highest self's presence. And we want to enforce our own energetic boundary that exists about one arm's distance outside of our physical bodies in all directions. And that energetic boundary works much like a cell membrane. It, when it's really functioning in a healthy way, it allows essential nutrients in and it allows things that are not serving the organism out. But when we're not tending to this, that boundary can get weak It can get rigid in some cases, there can be holes in it, there can be tears in it. So we really want to tend to ourselves energetically first, and then the more that we fill up our own space with our highest self, with our own energy, the less we then need to actively enforce boundaries. So we want to step into our workday with a connection, deep connection to all parts of ourselves including our self with a capital S and to the invisible realms, whether that's the soul of your business. If you have a practice for connecting with any other ancestors or guides or however you experience the sacred so that you bring this team of allies with you internal and external into your day. And that actually makes things exponentially easier over time. And it also invites less reactivity In what we're doing. Again, because we have that sense of an initial pause at the beginning of the day, we're not just hitting the ground running. And we'll also receive inner guidance. We'll get more clarity about what steps to take, what to say yes to, what to say no to. In the previous episode, I talked about a prayer from A Course in Miracles that I ask myself almost every morning to help with this sense of inner clarity. And that prayer is, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And to whom? And this helps to make sure that we are living our lives and running our businesses from our inner guidance, not from some should that's either internal or external, but from a place of really, really clear direction. And this time in the morning really helps to take care of you. And you are your most important asset in your business. You need to be taking care of yourself first and foremost. And the better you're doing at every level, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, the better your business is going to be doing. So for me, taking time each morning for many years has looked like doing a yoga practice, Meditating for about 30 minutes. That includes some prayer, some energy hygiene. Sometimes I'll do a little bit of journaling, it kind of depends on the morning. But ideally, it's about one and a half to two hours. And again, this is something that I have cultivated over the years. It's not something that I started out with right away. But now it's gotten to the point where I really can't live without it. And ideally, I'm not getting online at all until about 9 a.m. So I'm not getting on my, on my devices until after I finish these practices. And when I was writing my book or when I'm doing a big creative project, I'll often extend that window. So I'll do the morning practice and then I'll work on that creative project. And then I won't get online until about 11 a.m. <clears throat> So this allows me to make sure that during really my most kind of clear-headed time of the day, I am giving back to myself before I'm showing up and giving to others. As part of this, I don't schedule meetings in the morning. I usually don't start meetings or teaching until about noon. Sometimes, maybe 11.30 or 11, that's, that's more rare, but usually it's I have all the way up until noon for myself. So think about what, what it might look like for you if you have a morning practice and how you could see that relating to your work life. It's not these two distinct things, your time for yourself in the morning, then your work, but they're actually two really interrelated and interdependent things. So think about that. And then we also want to think about what keeps you from doing these things, because likely you already know this, right? And likely you've already done some version of this or are doing some version of this. It's just a matter of making it really consistent and as effective as possible. So to help with that, we want to get to know the parts of ourselves that take over and run the show and start steering, steering you in another direction, start steering you to your email, to onto your computer. And when that happens, just get curious, where do you feel these parts of you that are taking over? Where do you feel them in your body? Do you feel a pulsing in your head? Do you feel a fieriness in your chest? Maybe sense of jitteriness in your body or something else and then you can tune into those parts of you and see what do they want you to know about themselves and how would it be to have a clear conversation with them to come into conscious relationship with them letting them know your desire to take space for yourself in the morning before working letting them know why that's important to you And then being available to hear what their fears, concerns, and objections are around that, and then to explore how you can best support them so that you can all start moving in the same direction rather than continually working against one another and not getting anywhere anywhere and getting likely more tired and frustrated in the process. So what I'm outlining here is different than willpower. Willpower is a finite resource. We we have a limited amount of willpower each day. When we are drawing on willpower, it's like drinking caffeine when we're tired. So caffeine overrides the fatigue that's present. And willpower overrides those parts that are trying to work against you. And it has a temporary effect. And this is often why New Year's resolutions don't stick. Past the end of January, or past even the middle of January, because often we're drawing on willpower to do that, and the willpower gets exhausted. What we are wanting here is long term sustainability. And in order for that to happen, we need to do the inner work, make the inner effort to get all parts of ourselves on the same page, moving in the same direction towards the same shared vision. So that's boundary number one, taking time for yourself at the start of each day. The second boundary that everyone needs in her business is more of an external boundary, more of a public facing boundary. And this is to have really crystal clear client, student, and customer policies, depending upon what your business model is. So some examples, do you offer refunds? If so, under what circumstances? If not, why not? And how do you communicate that with people up front so they clearly agree to it when committing to do any sort of work with you? If you see people one-on-one, what is your cancellation policy? What do you do when people are late or there are no show? Are there certain days and times of the week when you meet with people and when you don't? If you offer payment plans for programs, can people cancel those early or not? So these types of policies are like customs or rules in a country or a town or city. They really govern how do we behave here, how do we interact with one another? And it creates a culture that's reflective of your values, And it also cultivates a sense of safety and clarity. Because everyone who enters the world of your business kind of knows the rules of the road, so to speak. You also want to ask, how are these policies, how are these boundaries enforced? Do you have a one-time exception if someone cancels late? And then after that, you hold the line. Think about what you and your business need to operate sustainably and For me, in the world of my business, for a long time, I've had a no refund policy. And the reason for this is that I really value having strong, deep containers for life-changing transformation. And in order for that kind of transformation to happen, in order for that kind of container to be created, I don't want people hastily joining my programs or signing up for mentoring with me, without deeply reflecting upon whether or not this is the right right time for them, the right offering for them, the right community for them. So I create really extensive sales pages that really clearly outlines what is being offered, what can be expected, clearly outlined policies. And then I invite each woman to meditate on those. To consider them, to read everything, sometimes to talk to me if need others, FAQs, to meet with your inner selves and to come to a self-led decision so that then when you are stepping in and saying yes to something, you are fully on board with the process and that creates a safer container in which everyone is committed and again in which deeper transformation can happen. Logistically, this also allows me to manage my cash flow, to pay team and contractors, to pay myself and other bills with less uncertainty. And again, this comes from clear agreements that we all make up front. So with all of my programs and offerings, I have legal terms and conditions created by a lawyer that everyone must accept to to join something and that's that little box that that we always check when we are entering our credit card information for a purchase that says click here to agree to the terms and conditions and it's up to each of us to read those terms and conditions and to to look at those and see is is this something that I can really commit to doing and then we we want to have a structure in place to hold everyone accountable to these terms and conditions because if some people agree to them, and then some people come later and say, oh, no, I do want a refund for this. Then how do we hold them accountable that you, that, that you agree to this from the start? So what do these governing agreements look like in the world of your business? What do you need to be in integrity with the types of experiences that you want to create with the ways that you know that you need to run a sustainable business? And are these things clearly communicated and agreed to so that there's no ambiguity? And then what's your process for enforcing them? So also in the world of my business, if someone is continually not honoring these policies, these community and client and customer policies, then I will ask them to leave. I will I will really determine that they are not a good fit for my community, for my business. And I bless them and I set them free to find a space with a different kind of a container with different kinds of agreements. Again, that's not something that happens often, but it's it's another way that we might need to enforce these things over time. Now, on the inner on the inner world piece of this When we set a boundary, you will have parts within you that feel guilty. You will have parts that are doubting whether or not you should do that and will not want the other person to judge you, to be mad at you, to talk negatively about you to other people. Of course, those are all risks of things that could happen. So then how do we work with these parts who get uncomfortable? when it comes time to enforce a boundary in the world of our business. And to again, see the ways that we avoid doing that because we don't want to face this, this this discomfort. So one of the ways we can do that is really, just as we are communicating our policies clearly to those who enter the world of our business, we can also communicate those clearly To our parts within us and tell them why we have these boundaries and see if you can negotiate with your parts to get all of them on the same page with helping you to enforce them. So, as women, it's really common that we have strong people pleasing parts, that we have doubting parts, parts that doubt ourselves, parts that doubt that it's okay to set a boundary and really spend time getting to know these aspects of ourselves and giving them support. So if you need support with giving these parts of you support, I have something that can help. It's a it's a teeny tiny course that's only $9, but don't let the price deceive you. It's a, actually a really rich course called Getting Out of Your Own Way. And it's an internal family systems daily parts meditation kit that includes An extensive 30-minute interactive guided meditation where I help you really get to know the parts of you that stand in the way of fulfilling a core intention. And in this case, it could be the intention of setting these two necessary boundaries in your business. And then I guide you through how to work with those parts of you to help get them on the same page. Then I share examples of how you can do the same version of that 30-minute guided practice every day, but in as little as five minutes. So it's, it's a really doable little chunk of time that you spend with yourself before diving into your day. So again, this daily parts meditation kit is called Getting Out of Your Own Way. It's only $9 and it's an on-demand program. So you can get started with it right away. You can find it at programs-sarahavonstover.com forward slash parts kit. That's programs-sarahavonstover.com forward slash parts hyphen kit. And the link to that will be in the show notes for easy access. So again, to recap the two boundaries that every woman needs in her business, boundary number one, it's an internal boundary. Take time for yourself at the start of each day. Boundary number two is external. Have clear client, student, and customer policies. My invitation to you is to take one baby step in enacting each of these over the next week. So for example, boundary number one could be you sitting for 10 minutes in silence when you wake up before turning on your devices. An example of boundary number two, you could write out your refund and cancellation policies and have your clients and our students agree to those before working with you. Then have the inner conversations needed to help you actually enforce and stick with these using the support of getting out of your own way, if you like. Above all, the more that you fill up your space with your energy and your values, The more present and powerful you'll you'll feel, and the safer, stronger, and clearer your offerings and the entire world of your business will be. Thank you for joining me today. And remember, change doesn't come from listening alone. I invite you to commit to taking one small or large courageous action after today's conversation. One step you can take, if you haven't already, is to sign up for my free mini course, Three Lies Holding Successful Women Back That Keep You Overwhelmed, Stuck, and Doubting Yourself, and How to Break Free So You Can Embody Your Potential Starting Now. You can find that over at my website, sarahavonstover.com. That's my full name, sarahavonstover.com. And if you found this podcast valuable, please share it with the women in your world, Also, I'd be very grateful if you leave a review. It helps others find resources like this. And I'd love to hear what's coming alive for you after listening today. Above all, keep going and never forget the unique offerings you and your true self bring to the world. Until next time, I'm sending you my heartfelt support.